Round 8 of the NRL has delivered again so far with another cracking round of action kicking off with the Bunnies edging the defending champions uh, the Broncos uh, extending their lead at the top of the table and of course uh, there's still two games to go we know who's playing one of those and who knows what twists and turns the greatest game of all they're saying has uh, in store for us on Anzac Day but here to break down what we've already witnessed and theorised as to what may come uh, Tuesday uh, is Andrew Voss. And Vossy, good morning to you. Welcome back to uh, our show after a, a couple of weeks off. Peter Volandis, eh? Peter Volandis is having another go at rugby. Oh, well, why not, Peter? Uh, why wouldn't Peter have a crack? Um, he's there. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a fierce rugby league man. He's at the helm of rugby league. If he can stir the pot, why not? Why not? It happens over here. See, you don't live in the world over here there. We have AFL as well. See, we often have, you know, shots fight across the bow between AFL and rugby league in the past. So we can have three-way battles. So you're only just experiencing the rugby union and rugby league side of things. But we also often have rugby league v AFL. Um, so, you know, we're used to it. Uh, a lot of people fire, find it tiresome. I don't mind. I, I, I get over it pretty quick. I don't live in the outrage. I don't live in the outrage world, Smithy. So I, you know, I can just get on with it. It's just in the news cycle. You live in the world of uh, commentary. That's where you live, and uh, the world of uh, breakfast radio. You're such a busy bloke. Uh, but calling some great NRL action uh, this particular season, uh, Vossi, and we continue to marvel at um, some of these results. And let's. Uh, Go back in time, shall we? Just a little way to uh, the Rabbitohs in uh, Penrith. That was uh, a, a pot boiler to kick us off. Well, we've gone past the point now talking about the start to the year has been one of the best ever. We're now two months in, Smithy. You know, this is round eight, and it continues. It's Thursday night was a classic. Uh, Rabbitohs and Panthers, and the Rabbitohs getting up to win um, first time this year that Panthers had conceded eighteen or more in a game. I thought the Panthers were great. And the Rabbitohs were just a fraction better to, to get the result. Um, just an outstanding game of rugby league. South Sydney, where, where do I rank them? Well, I think they're a big hope. I really do think they're a big hope of challenging for this year's premiership. And Penrith, while not as good as previous years, are still going to be thereabouts. So um, bring it on the next time those two sides battle. Because the Souths haven't had a good record against Penrith for a number of years now, Smithy. So that was... That was a big win for them, I think, for you know, mentally too, um, to beat Penrith. To suffer another loss to the Panthers would have been uh, not soul-destroying, but would have had them saying, well, are we ever going to beat these guys? Crichton, Stephen Crichton, all 18 points for the Panthers. But uh, at the end of it, um, uh, Cleary, Ivan Cleary just a little bit lost for ideas at the post-match. Uh, well, what happened is a bit unfortunate in that game too uh, because they had injury to their left winger. Uh, Tito Taruva is injured and comes from the field. So Ivan Cleary has to tactically um, make a decision. How do I cover for the loss to the left winger? Crichton was having a stormer at right centre, but he's had to move him to left wing. And if you break it down, the, you know, the match-winning play, Jamin Salmon is caught out horribly in defence playing at right centre for Penrith. So if Ivan could go back and have his time over again, and it's all with the benefit of hindsight, does he come up with another plan rather than moving Crichton to left? I don't know what the alternative was, but it, it backfired on them, that unfortunate um, you know, redeployment of the troops late in the game. Broncos uh, march on quite well um, over the years, 26-16, just a little bit too much strike power. 
Yeah, Darwin, shame about the weather because a good crowd and it sort of turned a bit monsoonal there. Uh, I, look, Bro- Broncos are a side that have um, added, with the experience of last year, and they fell in a heap at the end of last season, uh, there's no question anyone who's watched the Broncos games since the start of the season, they've, they've now got a couple of extra gears about their attack. And as the season unfolds, it's going to be, uh, will their defence hold up in big games? Because the Broncos have proven that they can score 20, 30 points every game they play, and Parramatta weren't able to go with them. Parramatta didn't have those extra gears the other night, yet the margin in the end only says 10 points, but I thought you know, Broncos consistent, uh, consistently good in the game. And the hip-drop tackle dilemma was uh, to the forefront from that game, and you ask me to come on this program and give some sort of, um, quote, expert, unquote, opinion. I don't know what to say about the hip drop. All I know is I don't think, I don't think the officials know because I don't see how you can have a situation with a pain tackle on Regan Campbell-Gillard. The bunker review it, and there's no penalty at the time, and yet later the match review committee find a charge and he's now suspended. That means, and I say this with respect... They don't know. They are obviously not clear, our own officials. And that's, a, that's quite a dilemma, isn't it, to be in? If your officials at the game, in the bunker, don't know what to make of the tackles and we then do it post-match, then we, you know, Houston, we have a problem. Just uh, before we leave um, the, the Broncos, um, what are you seeing or hearing about Payne Haas and a possible move? To uh, rugby union, have you heard anything about that? Well, look, there, there's a few elements to the Payne Haas story. I won't, I won't necessarily go chapter and verse into it, but at the moment, very serious is the situation with his mother on very serious uh, criminal charges. So, um, one of a big family, um, father trying to hold the ship together. I would find it hard to believe that Payne Haas would be headed anywhere overseas. That's the first thing. Uh, look, I don't know. I obviously haven't spoken to him, but I'm outside looking in. I would find it very hard to see Payne Haas, um, and they're talking about these big money offers from overseas rugby and all the rest. I don't think... Look, he's getting well looked after in rugby league, so... And that's the sport he's played all the way, and I watched him as a schoolboy and all the rest, and I don't think he's ready... I, look, I, I don't think it, he harbours the desire to be an elite rugby union player, Smithy, but later in his career, he might harbour the desire to be, you know, get an, a, a big paycheck in another sport if that money still exists. But right at the moment, where he can earn a million dollars playing rugby league a season and given family ties, strong family ties to stay here, I think this is where he stays and I think he will stay in rugby league. Okay, good news for the Broncos, good news uh, for the league, good news for the Sharks because uh, Nico Hines is running the cutter pretty nicely. Oh, yeah, he's, he's very good. Um, you know, missed the start of the season. Jeez, what a player, really. You know, Smithy, only a couple of years ago, he'd only, he only started at halfback for the first time playing for Melbourne. It's, it's only two years ago that he started a game at halfback for the first time. Now he's with our elite um, and, and a terrific player and signed long-term. Bulldogs' hard season continues, um, you know, battered and bruised at the moment. Um, Cronulla racking up 33 points. Uh, this ain't going to be the year. They're, they're on the improve, the Bulldogs, but uh, you know, I can't see them. I can't see them playing finals football this year. But but they are improved. There's no question of that. But you know, injuries. I, I just think they need a few more players to their uh, personnel if they're to challenge the likes of the Sharks and other teams that are currently in the eight.
Uh, two fairly unspectacular teams at the moment um, matching up over the weekends and uh, very close indeed, the Cowboys and the Knights. I called this one. Uh, Smithy went down to the last play with Newcastle hammering um, the gold, uh, the uh, North Queensland Cowboys line. Um, could have easily won. Um, Cowboys found a way to win. They're nowhere near back to their best. Uh, what, what's amazing when, when you watch a team lose confidence, as the Cowboys obviously have done, it's infectious across the group. I mean, individually, there were probably all the errors in the first half came from their star players. They all made an error at some point. You know, from Tom Dearden to Jeremiah Nene to Valentine, they all dropped a ball somewhere. That was a, an unforced error. And then Murray Talungi's sin binning in the second half. How dumb was that play to be sent to the sin bin? So Cowboys have a lot of work to do. Winning sure beats losing, but uh, they've got a long way back uh, to, to find their form of last year. Their signs... But st- I reckon there's still more negatives than positives about the Cowboys' performance. We'll learn more about them Thursday night when they travel to Sydney to play Cronulla. Well, there we were thinking that um, the Warriors' comeback performance against the Sharks would not be emulated this year, wouldn't be overtaken. And then we saw the Dolphins in the weekend. Wow, what happened there? Yeah. Well, it's, well, by the stats, it is the equal biggest comeback in uh, Rugby League Premiership history in this part of the world. Um, So we're talking 1998 Penrith and Cowboys. A 26-point deficit was erased. We had... had, Well, if you watch the game live, it's 26-0. And they have a a disallowed try, the Titans, for 30-0. And potentially 32-0. Now, the Dolphins try just before half-time at least got them something. We had Jared Wallace on our breakfast program here in Australia this morning, the um, Dolphins prop, and he said he went to the dressing room thinking, we are going to get a Wayne Bennett spray here. Not at all. It was the opposite. It was cool, calm and collected, and Wayne Bennett put faith in his players that we can still get right back into the game. We just go back to square one. We stick to our game plan. We don't do anything different. We just go about how we've prepared for this game. And it was the Titans who just, oh, man. They, they, they'd make half breaks when they'd been defending for ages. And, they'd, they'd, you know, they'd, they were in front and they were still trying to score points on, you know, half breaks and slip balls. And, yeah, they um, – it's amazing. It was an amazing finish. And incidents within the game, the Robert Jennings falling short of the line and then not getting up with no one on him. Like he thought, he in his own mind, he thought this would be a double movement. He had no player within 20 metres of him. Um, so he, fought, he fell asleep on the field. It was one of the most bizarre moments I've ever seen. Um, an incredible afternoon. The Dolphins, without question, are the success story. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go further than just this year. Mate, they're, they're an incredible success story. In all my time following rugby league, what the Dolphins have achieved in these first eight weeks is absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, they've, they've arrived with a bang on the rugby league stage and they've got this old bloke, Wayne Bennett, 73 years of age. Um, he, is, he is a magician. Can I also add to that, they are um, a fantastic story because they give validity to expansion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly right, Smithy. They, they are enhancing the prospects of uh, expansion sooner rather than later, that we get to 18 teams. Be, be, well, yeah, think of the alternative, Smithy. If the Dolphins had have come in, 
crashed and burned, straight away we would all be saying there's not enough talent spread across the game. It's too hard. Can't do it. Waste of money. Don't fund that. No. Um, on the back of the Dolphins, they've contributed greatly to the success of the game this year. We are now having amazing ratings figures. Crowds are big. Um, Anzac Day tomorrow, there'll be two huge crowds at the games. Um, but the television ratings on... Well, I work for Fox League in Australia, so I put my cards mm. down. Subscription TV. We're having our biggest ratings of all time right now on a weekly basis. Um, and the Dolphins have been a contributor to that. So bring on a ninth game of Rugby League as soon as you can. The AFL in Australia already have it, nine games a weekend. We want that now in Rugby League, that we have a ninth game. Can I push the barrow of a different time zone? Hence, second team in New Zealand. Let's have mm. that. And, and let's have Friday night football, the six o'clock game every week should be a game out of New Zealand if there was a second New Zealand team. I think that's just into the mix. I'm just throwing that out there. On the other side of the coin or the other side of the, the world, almost, to New Zealand, um, that Perth may say that improves their claims that, you know, with the time difference, they would fit in nicely for a Sunday night game every week. Um, you know, th- there's all of those possibilities, but we are headed for an 18th team sooner rather than later, and the Dolphins have helped that cause. Meanwhile, the Seagulls just uh, working away, working away. Look at the table. Gosh, they're second. Mm, that's right. Well, this is how close the competition is, Smithy. If the Tigers had have beaten Manly, and they probably should have yesterday, <laughs> if the Tigers beat Manly yesterday, Manly probably finished the round outside of the eight. Because they win, they're going to finish the round second. <laughs> what, that's extraordinary. Yeah, what, what a competition table. So if, if um, Melbourne... And the Roosters win tomorrow, and they are the favourites. Sorry to the Warriors, but, but but I'm just going by the betting. If Melbourne and the Roosters win, we have, what, six teams on ten points? Six mm. teams on ten points, uh, nipping at the heels of the of the teams at the top of the ladder, one of those being the Broncos. And, and, you know, full credit to them for their consistency. But if any team can get on a run of three or four wins in a row, you're going to find yourself in the just about in the top four at the moment. Incredible. Uh, and, you know, the, the best news is it's not even finished yet because we've got two tomorrow, as you say. Uh, Roosters, Dragons uh, first up. Um, you kind of figure that Roosters have to make a statement at some point, surely. Well, yes, but can I just let our listeners know right now just how special this game is and all the players talk about, you know, this is a game they want to be part of, the respect uh, how moving the day is, how much the pre-match ceremony means to the players, the crowd that turn up, the atmosphere. The Dragons have only beaten the Roosters six times in 23 matches since they played in the grand final in 2010. But all of those six wins, Smithy, have come on Anzac Day. So they've only won six of 23, but in Anzac Day games, they're six wins, five losses. So that shows you that no matter where they are on the ladder, um, even if Roosters are favourites, Dragons, you know, they... Both teams will be up for this tomorrow. So don't lock the Roosters in. They, they won't want to be off their game because the Dragons might just be at a significant level that they take it right to them. I, I think first time we've had one at the New Look Allianz Stadium, massive crowd, great occasion. I think a nail-biter tomorrow. I'm tipping the Roosters, but I'm expecting things to be very close. Interesting. On a day of remembrance to the... The last thing uh, Warriors fans want to do is remember this encounter last year. Um, yeah, so, no, it's that. the Storm forget and the that. Warriors. <laughs> yeah, no. Storm they're, and the Warriors. 
Oh, poles yeah. apart, Smithy, where the Warriors were last year. No, no, a, a poor performance for the from the Warriors would come as a major shock. Um, they, they are playing. There's a there's a real authenticity about the Warriors' play this year. There's no false dawn here. This is a well prepared side, um, and they will take it to Melbourne. Uh, I think a good start the key here. Uh, you, you don't like to be trying to chase down points against Melbourne. But if the Warriors can start well and, and you know play from the front, then they can they can worry the life out of Craig Bellamy's Melbourne Storm because Melbourne haven't exactly been on top of their game. Um, I, I'll put a target on it. If if the Warriors can score twenty points, twenty or more, I, I think lock in the win. I don't I don't know. I don't think you know. Again, I don't think the the attacking arsenal of Melbourne is quite as scary as it has been in previous years. No Pappenhausen there, and all the rest. Um, and 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 those big forwards gone. Warriors are a big hope. Again, another nail biter. I think to finish the Anzac round of rugby league. Absolutely fantastic, uh, Vossi. Uh, loving your calls uh, and uh, that you're back in uh, our time slot. Uh, everyone's enjoying that as well. Have a terrific uh, week. Have a day of remembrance yourself tomorrow and uh, all the very best. Yeah, to all the all the servicemen and women listening currently serving and to those that have family members that, that served and to those who had family members who sacrificed their life. Our gratitude from all of us. We live in great countries, New Zealand and Australia, and um, part of that is because of... The, uh, the efforts of those that have served the respective countries. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, that's why you're one of the best in the business, mate. Thank you very much, Bossy. Uh, and as I say, uh, have uh, a terrific uh, end to the round uh, calling. So thank you. Cheers. Good on you, Smithy.